The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. And our guest today is Alex Simon from the Morganton First Church of God. Hey, Alex, how are you? I'm good, man. How's it going? Man, so good to be uh, hanging out with you today uh, to talk about this topic and this conversation, just community and church. And boy, what a great topic to have uh, in today's culture that we're living in, because we need to be engaging the community with the gospel. When I do say those things, what comes to mind? What what would you define the church's role in community as? So, yeah, that's that that that's something that's really been uh, stirring on my heart. Is as far as like why why does the church exist? Mm. Like, uh, I really feel like if if you asked several different Christians that question or whatever, like, why does the church exist? You're going to get a lot of different answers. Yeah, very diverse. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's a strange question to ask, but I think it's a a question we really need to start asking because I think for the longest time we've had a, just because of the the culture that we've grown up in where, you know, I'm 29 years old. I know other people grew up in different cultures and different times and church was seen as different and the community was different then and everything is different and the culture is changing. I'm not saying the church uh, should be changing. Sure. Um, but methods can change as the culture and community change. The things you stand on that you're grounded in yes. won't, yes, but how correct. you go about sharing that correct. might. Yeah. Correct. And and so, yeah, as far as, you know, church's role in community, you know, first, okay, biblically speaking, the, the church is the light of the world, right? Uh, we're called to be the light of the world. We're the city on the hill. And, and when you even look at Jesus, how he modeled ministry— Okay, he would go out and it said, yeah, great crowds came and followed. Great crowds came to him. Right. Well, that's because he was meeting the community's needs. There was people that needed healing that he was healing. Yeah. And then as all these people pressed around him and the crowds gathered and gathered and gathered, then he preaches the gospel. And then he's like, "Okay, now that you're here, boom, I'm going to hit you with the truth. And I I think you, you see why i mean jesus obviously the son of god like like you know god prepared all this before him but but here's the point is that jesus modeled ministry for us in a way of look you've got to see what the community needs go out and meet the community's need and then as they see oh wow like like you're here for us like you're helping us like you're not just here just to preach some message so you can get popular and get you know whatever you're here to meet our needs and then they come and they want to hear what you have to say yeah um, but I think the church has lost a lot of that. Like our culture has taken such a hard turn from coming to church. You don't just open the doors and people come to your church. As a matter of fact, you know, it's it's I can just say this and I know many would agree. It's not a popular thing to come to church anymore. It's just not. Yep. What are some things that you've seen that are effective? Because, you know, we talk about this, and living by Jesus' example is perfect to meet the people's needs where they are and then share the gospel when they're receptive. And so what are some of the effective ways that you've seen that a church can do that to get outside the walls of their church? I'll say that one thing that really, you know, one way I've seen this and then uh, tried to bring this back home to our local church, but what really started shifting my mind and and getting me, you know, thinking on this topic of like, what role does our church play, you know, um, is I went on a mission trip to Guatemala last year. 
But we went there, and you know the the people that run it, uh, uh, Mike and Carol Claypool, you know they said, hey, you know you guys are going to be the first group. You guys are kind of like the guinea pigs that are going to host uh, VBS Vacation Bible School in our missions compound. So for the longest time. They built this compound and, you know, this big old wall and, and building and and all these the local villagers are looking around and they're just like, OK, what's this place about? What is give and teach? You know, they have no idea what it's about. Yeah. OK. Um, well, so what we did is we got there on this mission trip. And the first thing we did is is they sent us out and we built a house for a family. And we built like a two bedroom, you know, uh, a kitchen house like and that was like a mansion to, to these people. But the fact is, is the community is now seeing they called us gringos, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, you got all these Guatemalans out here and we're like the only white people out in the village. Yeah. And they're like, what are these gringos doing? And we're out here building a house right outside, you know, of these gates right down the street for this family. And it was cool at the end of the week, we got to give them the key and they get, and we have to teach them how to use a key because they've yeah. never had a lock on a door right. to get in their house. It's just super cool. But anyways, we're out here building this house for this family and all these people are just kind of poking their heads out, just looking. You know, all these kids Curious. would be kicking around a soccer ball like, what's going on here? Well, then later that day, we would open up the doors and we'd say, hey, who wants to come in and have this thing called VBS? What's VBS? Just come check it out. Come on. And so all the, you know, about the first day we had 50 kids from this village come in and their moms all took them in, you know, and, and you know, you could tell the moms are kind of like, OK, what is this kind of reserved? And we had games and crafts and everything for the kids. And then the moms that were there, we had a nurse teaching moms how to uh, bandage up wounds and handing out like uh, Band-Aids and cotton balls and things like that. Right. OK. Meeting the needs of the community. The next day we hosted VBS. We did the same thing. We had like 150 kids. The next day after that, we had, I think, over 200. Whoa. And so it's like, and you know, you look at this and this is like a church. It's, you know, I almost looked at it like this is a church plant yep. right here in the middle of this little Guatemalan village. Doesn't have to have a steeple. And within three days, we're talking over 200 kids, all these moms in here, and they're getting medical supplies. People are, people are getting houses built for them. Kids are coming in and they're hearing the gospel. Um, and it's because I realized, wow, this is why the church exists. It was to come and move into a community, meet the community's need, and seeing what they need. And on top of that, we were able to hand out food and rice at schools and all this type stuff. But they realized, wow, these gringos are here and they're giving to us. And so we're going to come to them and we're going to hear the gospel. And that's what the church exists to do. Yeah. And so, you know, me as, you know, a youth pastor in a little small town, you know, in Morganton, I realized like, man, what's what's our role as a church? What What's my role as a youth pastor? Because for the longest time, that was kind of my mentality is I'm just going to open up the doors and invite people in and have some cool Facebook, you know, posts to go out and just hope people show up. But it's like, but how am I meeting the needs of my community? Mm. You know, what do I have to offer besides just come in and just have a cool youth night? Yep. And so... Long story short on this one, you know, one thing that started happening for us on Wednesdays is we, we have an after-school program at our church, before and after-school program. It's called CIA. It's an amazing program. And um, a lot of these kids were staying uh, on Wednesday nights. They were staying after uh, after uh, hours. You know, it, it, the program ends at 6. That's when parents usually pick them up. But they were staying for children's church and staying for youth. But we realized they haven't had a meal since 12 o'clock that day at school. And so we go, hey, why don't we 
feed these kids. And then we start thinking about it more. And so if we're like, hey, it's a weekday. You got moms, you know, hurrying up, picking kids up, trying to cook them supper and then trying to take them to church. Why don't we help moms out? Why don't we help families out? Why don't we help these kids out and feed them a meal? Right. That's great. Okay. Well, then all of a sudden what we started seeing is the flood of kids that started coming. Word spreads quickly. Oh my, yeah, yeah. When Especially, you know, we did it strategically too. You know, we started cooking the meal while they're still there, you know, uh-huh. and, the, you know, hanging yeah. out. And they're like, what's that smell? That smells like tacos. Hey, come to church, find out, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, and as parents are coming to pick them up, we're saying, hey, we have a meal for you. Um, you know, we know it's tough, whatever, come in. And so we had families coming in on Wednesday nights now, what we didn't have before. And mom and dad are coming. They're getting a meal with, with their kids. And then on top of that, then we're saying we're dismissing at 630 and we're saying, hey, parents, by the way, we have child care for you, which really isn't child care. It's our children's ministry. But here's a place to drop your kid off. And we have something for you upstairs. You know, we're going through an adult Bible study upstairs. If you have teenagers, here's a youth ministry that you can send your kids to. And, And it just took off. It just it just took off to the point where we're like, we need more help. We need more volunteers because the more and more kids and youth started coming. Mm. And it's because we cared about meeting the needs of the community of these kids. And then we were able to present the gospel because of that. Right. Right. So if there's a church that's trying to get out in the community more that wants to find the needs that they can meet, what's one word of advice you could share to understand what the need is so they can try and meet it? Whew. All right. So I've, I've heard so many times, you know, the church needs to get outside of the four walls, right? We need to get outside of the four walls of the church, right? And, and I'd agree with that completely. You know, churches that are, you know, out, like I said, reaching the community in different ways and doing it, that's, that's great. But this is something we've got to realize, too. The church is outside of the four walls every single day, okay? If, if you are a Christian that comes to church and you're a plumber— and you go to work every day, you're walking into other people's houses, having conversations with other people and fixing their sink or whatever. The church is outside of the four walls. If you work in a factory and you come to work and you punch in, you are outside of the four walls in church and you are able to reach people that I could never have conversations with. If you've said this before, I just I, I encourage you to challenge the way you think. If you said, well, I'm just here just to clock in and clock out and do a job and leave. I would beg to differ. I believe that God has placed you in that position. I don't care how tough those people are or how mean they are or how, yeah, they're, okay, I get it. But I would beg to differ that God has placed you in that exact position to share something with those people, whether it's just a little word of encouragement here or there or to set some kind of example or whatever, and for you to somehow in some way reach those people. And you know the number one reason why people don't come to church, if you ask them? The number one reason they did a survey, I forget who it is, but they did a survey and they said the number one reason people don't come to church is because they weren't invited. All you have to say is, hey, what are you doing this Sunday? You want to come to church with me? What's the worst thing that can happen? No. All right. Sounds good. And that's it. You know, so so I would say, you know, to answer your question, it's one, change your mentality. Okay, you're not coming to church and you're not coming to it. It's not about you. It's about Jesus and it's about others. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're here and you live and breathe for others. Okay, and two, when you come to work, you're outside of the four walls. Go and impact your community and bring them in. Do what your pastor can't do, what your pastor would love for you to do, you know. Where can folks learn more about 
um, about your church and ministry and um, get connected that way? Yeah, so, uh, you know, you can you can see our church's Facebook page. We're uh, Morganton First Church of God. You can punch that in, you know, you can check in from there. You can see our youth ministry, our children's ministry, um, things like that. I think we're on Instagram. We're trying to be hip, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but really, man, the the best way is is just to come just to come on a sunday morning uh 10 30 you know see what's going on and get plugged in um and you know and i would say not even just just for for our church specifically but but the, the whole church out there is i was talking to some young adults about this the other day is a lot of people think hey i'm good you know I, I've, I've made a lot of strides you know i used to not come to church but now i'm coming on Sunday mornings. And so, you know, and it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm glad you've walked in through the doors, but listen, just because you're coming on a Sunday morning doesn't mean you're coming to church. It means you're, it means you're attending a Sunday service, uh, coming to church, church is the people, right? And so when you're coming to church, that means you're connected with people who know you, who know your story, who love you, who are holding you accountable, who are praying for you when you have a need. And so I would encourage you, if you're listening to this right now and you're saying, hey, I'm doing good, I'm just coming to church on Sunday, find a, a deeper place to plug in in your church. Yeah. You know, um, find a place of, you know, like at our church, we have a young adult college group. We realize a lot of that's a need in a lot of churches. They don't have a college group. They have youth. And then it's like, OK, now you're an adult. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and so we even have on Thursday nights for our church, we have a, a place for young adults to connect. Um, because I mean that 18 to 25 range, I mean, that's when you're making the biggest decisions yeah. of your life, yeah. marriage, career, all that. And so I would just encourage you is, is don't just settle for attending a service on Sunday. Um, plug into a small group at your church, um, and, and, and find a way in, in, in that way. Cool. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate you being here. Absolutely. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes of Community Spotlight, you can do that right now by going to thelightfm.org or listening on the Light FM app. Also, a special thanks to Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina, for making this episode possible. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.